Jeff, Cabbage Patch Face, how are you? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I am doing awesome. Um, are you enjoying this lovely weather? Are you a fan of heat? Um, I'm a summer baby, and I like heat, but Johan has the house on Arctic. Like, literally Man, Arctic. So, he literally put a fan in between the air conditioner and his face. And the air conditioner was only two feet <laughs> from his face. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the same. Air and fan going at the same time. It's too hot for all that other stuff. <laughs> he don't even talk. He just gives me like thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like me, it, I. You ever get too well? I am a person where if, I, if I'm too hot, I won't even eat. Like just give me all the liquids possible but don't give me food where i have to actually focus on using energy that's pretty much him yeah no he can't do anything yeah. else yeah. he's in survival mode yeah. <laughs> well how are you are you uh excited that sports are back are you one of those people that wish that everybody just sits down and shuts up i want sports to be back but they're not really back yet like, I'm like I, I think this is why most of my friends are probably guys. Is one I'm like the most tomboyish girl ever, and then two, like what the fuck? The, the sports aren't back. Like Washington could have just saved the name, fake name change, <laughs> when they actually got a name. And y'all just wasting our time. Everybody's time. Do you feel like they should change the name, or is that something that? Do you think the name was offensive? Let me ask you that. Well, it a hundred percent was offensive, but also I'm not Native American, and that's not up for me to decide. That's for them to decide. And if they said it's offensive, then it's fucking offensive. Like end of story. It's not for the rest of us. I agree to with you. We're not Na Native American. Um, second. I do want them to change their name to the Washington Monuments because Mo is like a saying in the D.C. area, and I just want them to be able to go by the Washington Mo's. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. It's not like it's not for anybody else to decide, but the Native Americans. And if they are offended, then yeah, change the name because it's offensive. But on the other hand, if they aren't offended, then why are we forcing the team to change the name if they're not saying that they're okay with it, but they don't have, they haven't had any problems with it? But they already that's sort of kind of where I'm at. Yeah, but they already said like a lot of several Native American tribes came out and said like this is fucking offensive. Yeah, well, then, like, yeah, and the and they said it in the '60s and the '70s and the '80s and the '90s. They said Redskins is not, that's offensive. Like, it didn't matter if it was a high school team, a major league team, it doesn't matter. They said it repeatedly. They're actually surprised the Braves landed this long. I was going to ask you uh, that next. Do you think, so all the rest of the uh, sports teams that have names that have similar um similar sounding like Braves and Indians and uh, Blackhawks and all that other stuff. You think everybody else should follow suit or 
again, to... again, this isn't for something for us to decide. If I'm not Native American, I mean, I think I have some in me based on a DNA test, but again, I don't identify as Native American and that's not my area of expertise. But if they say it's uh, offensive, then fuck it, it's offensive. Get rid of it. I asked you to come up here, not only because I think you're probably one of the uh, funniest people that I know, um, but from a female perspective, you're really into sports. You're wicked smart. You see what I did there? You see what I did ah, there? Call back to you. <laughs> Your only flaw is that you're a uh, Boston and everything. And that, that's not a flaw. It's just, you know, you can do better. <laughs> I'm in New York. I hear it all the time. <laughs> By the way, Yankees are undefeated. I don't know if you can say the same about the Red Sox. Bruh, let's not do this right now. <laughs> I just like being able to say that we're undefeated and you can't talk to me if your team isn't undefeated. That's all. (laughs) That's my take. All right. Um, I'll let it go. (laughs) How how is that being a, a Boston fan living in New York? Have you been to a Yankee Red Sox game here yet? Uh, no, I haven't been to an actual game. I've been to the Rangers games, the hockey games, because I like hockey too. Because, you know, you can't be from Massachusetts and not like hockey. Um, so I've been to Rangers games, but I haven't been to a Yankees game. So. I'm, I'm putting you And you know I have a strong personal hate for the Giants. So there's that. I'm putting you on a fire right now in front of, I don't know how many people listen to this, but we are going to catch a Yankee Red Sox game next year because we can't catch one this year. But maybe even at a sports bar this year, we need to go see one in person. And I'm putting that out there to you right now. I'm for it. I'll go. I love baseball games. I mean, $6 beers. (laughs) Laughing. This is where, this is where sneaking, uh, Stuff into your well, they don't let you carry purses in Yankee Stadium, but yeah, the joy of women being able to hide stuff that men can't necessarily hide. Yeah, you definitely can't because I could definitely put like a small bottle in between my boobs and walk through. <laughs> that that's probably one of the we'll, we'll talk about men and women differences a little bit later, but that's that's one thing I want to put a pin in and come back to because that's unfair. And you guys can sneak stuff in, and we're just like, oh, well, here, it's just my wallet and uh, my phone. Jeez. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, are you are you um, sporting events and music and all that other stuff, sports and music go hand in hand. Have you been watching these versus battles? The really, actual ones, not the ones in the group. I really don't, mostly because, like, so Johan, Tao, all them, they all watch all this stuff. So I get, like, the feedback of what happened. So I don't need to watch it because all this, the shit that I need to know, they tell me. Did, how did you feel about that? Did they break down the DMX Snoop one for you? Yes, they did. Everybody's old your- drunk uncles. <laughs> What were, your, 
Mech Snoop? Are you fans of either one? I'm a fan of both, but honestly, like, everybody asks why I don't listen to music, but, like, so the only time I have my headphones in is me running, and I run for, like, 11 miles. So imagine a playlist. Even if you had 30 songs, you would hear all of them three times in 11 miles. That's why I don't listen to music when I run. You can... You can Listen to different artists. You can put on the artist radio and just hit shuffle. Nah, because then it's going to throw my whole vibe off. Like, I get, like, one slow-ass song, I'm going to run slower. That's why I listen to All history. Right, so I listen to history, uh, tech, and political podcasts. That you're so lame. While you're running, you listen to history podcasts while you're running? Hell Yeah. How does that even work? Okay, so there's two that everybody should probably listen to. Um, it's uh, Stuff You Missed in History Class, and then also Behind the Bastards. Great history. Are they podcast. funny, at least? Yeah, I mean, yeah, some of them are funny. 11 miles listening to history. I would take an Uber and meet you wherever. That's ridiculous. No, but then you learn stuff that you never knew. Like, how, you know, there's a whole movie about Harriet Tubman. Nobody realizes that she built, like, basically a compound in upstate New York. And that's why all the black people are in Rochester, New York. Is Hold not, on, we're going to we're gonna get to Harriet. We're going to get to Harriet right next, but I, I, we're going to get there. Save that Harry piece because we're gonna get there. We're gonna touch on that, but I wanna right. I wanna get your feeling on a DMX Snoop right quick, and then we'll jump into Harriet and her naysayer. But yeah, so you're you're a fan of X, you're a fan of Snoop. Uh, you n not necessarily didn't watch the battles, but you caught the recaps from Johan Tao. Yeah. All caught up. How did you, did you, did you, have you seen the memes? Have you seen the videos of Snoop dancing or DMX dancing? Yeah, just like my drunk uncle. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> Which one or both? Both. Yeah. Definitely both. Snoop, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand why, uh, but you gotta love Snoop because he's just so carefree. Uh, he's embraced this uncle thing and DMX. Like he's funny. He literally had a show with a convicted felon about cooking. <laughs> Shout out to Martha Stewart. She did her thing. <laughs> but he literally had a show where he he cooked and laughed with a convicted felon and still didn't get locked up. The genius so for whoever Martha knew. The genius on whoever markets Snoop and gets in these things is unparalleled because I would have never put gangster rapper Snoop with Barnes and Noble's book TV show Martha Stewart and been like, oh, well, yeah, only one of these persons is a convicted felon. Like, no one would have seen that coming. It's still funny to me. 
I, I, I was shocked by uh, I was shocked by Snoop's performance because I wasn't expecting him to play uh, doggy style. I thought we were going to get a whole lot of the Pharrell records and the happy white people no Snoop records. But I'm, I'm I was more than happy that he went to that uh, doggy style bag and like the no limit stuff. Like I, I appreciated that he actually gave effort. Good uh, playlist by. Swiss and Drake, because I don't think X or Snoop put those playlists together. The playlists were great, in my opinion. Like, I like, well, because, I mean, a lot of people want, don't want to say they're a DMX fan, but I'm a fucking DMX fan. I don't even Fuck care them. if you bark on a record. I don't even give a shit. I'll listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> he can bark all he want to. <laughs> I don't care. I'll listen. What's your What's your favorite Rex album? X album. I don't think I have a favorite. Like I just like mm-hmm. like when it came to his music. The thing that I like about his music is his tone when he says shit. Like. I like music where you can feel it. Like uh, me and Jonathan and Gade, like we talk about music outside of the group because a lot of people in the group only want to hear about rap. Like, okay, cool. Like that's what the group became. Like basically rap culture. That's fine. But I don't just listen to rap. I listen to everything. And so does Jonathan. So like, we were like sharing songs and stuff like that. I like songs where you can feel the person's soul, not just like their words. Like I, I can repeat words all I want, but if I don't feel the song, I don't feel the song. DMX put his full foot in every song that he ever did. Me and, me and John actually just did a um, little fake versus battle, but we used one-hit wonders. And I appreciate John's ear for music. And I yeah. thought I was going to get him out of here because I thought he was going to hip-hop me to death. And he played all the white songs that I had on my playlist. Definitely. And I just, like, Sounds like him. Like, yeah. We, we it's, it's up in a group. We posted the video to the group. Um, it was a good time. But I, was, I thought I had this... I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go left because I, I'm expecting him to do this. And he did the complete opposite. And majority of the songs in my list he had. And it was we had 24-hour notice. We didn't have an artist to pick. We just went back and forth between one-hit wonders. And to see uh, where we both took it, like, he would go one direction. I would follow him. And, did, like, we didn't stay in one genre. We kept moving back and forth. Pretty dope. You said that, and that just made me think about that. I might have to watch that. Yeah, it was pretty dope. Pretty dope. But, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. DMX, when I first heard him, it was more so the passion behind what he was saying and not necessarily what he was saying. It made you like, oh, man, this is actually – this is tough. Or I feel for this guy. Or, oh, he's like – like, all, all of that stuff that he put in his songs, you felt every time, every time the song changed. Pretty much. It's like, like Tina Turner. Like, 
I don't really particularly like her music, but I know she felt the shit out of all her songs. Like, she felt every single song. And that's why I can listen to it. Okay. There's very few artists that... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, you're a person that you're, uh, you listen to, not more so the words, but if it, if it, if you can get pulled into the music, you're a fan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like me and Johan don't I'm listen gonna... to the same music at all. At all. <laughs> at all. I, I'll be I wonder why. The house I wonder like, why. Park? What? <laughs> <laughs> and some of his songs I can feel, but just like not his whole register. I can't listen to all his songs. We're either one of you. I say were because I don't know if you still are, but were you Kanye fans? No, I never was. I I liked. I, he had one song I think it's called Waves that I liked, that I felt. Mm. But you could also tell, like I can say this for me. So I got diagnosed when I was like twelve with depression, anxiety. Like I got diagnosed. So I know I suffer from that. And what he's doing mm-hmm. right now is literally what like fucking warning signs. Beyond warning signs. Like I understand Dave Chappelle went out there to try to help him because Dave Chappelle obviously suffered the same thing. Like you can tell mm-hmm. when people are like that. Like I know even without somebody telling me if they're some suffering from like I can tell like I know the mm-hmm. sign and then Kanye fucking idiot ass and then he's he doesn't have people that are actually in his camp cuz I don't think so Kim and her mom whatever not my business but I don't think they're actually in <laughs> as well as far as doing the best for him because the best for him would be to get off social media chill hang out with family and friends and not be out in the public eye but they're not willing to do that they're not willing to give up the public eye it's interesting that you say that because i read something that um Someone pretty much voiced a similar opinion saying they uh it seems like they got their mixed kids, they got their social they got their uh celebrity real estate enhanced by his presence and they they're basically done with him. And you like I a hundred percent agree with you, somebody over there should like be able to see okay, this guy's clearly on on unhinged. When you're saying you want to run for president and then your whole um, rally, you're, you're just going on rants. No no real political stance. And granted, it's what we have in office now, but someone in his corner should have been like, all right, let's spend some time with him. Let's, let's work on 
building him. And my thing is the rant that he went on afterwards talking about Chris and uh, Kim, yeah, he's probably telling the truth. It, it's kind of hard to hate and love Kanye because at one hand you're like, this man really needs help. And then the second hand you're like, but how can I not see this as a market employee because he uses, he uses this every time something's about to drop? No, because he just got the whole Gap partnership. He doesn't need to do this. I don't think he's doing it on purpose. The way that he is, like, posting tweets, deleting tweets afterwards, like, that, like, I'm very familiar with mental illness. I'm very familiar. Like, I know when, mm. like, like being stuck in New York, for example. I'm not mm. from here. I don't have family here. All my friends and family are Johan's friends and family. So I don't really have mm. my people here. Like, everybody else I knew. I'm it, your people. Huh? I said, I'm your people. No, but, like, you, you know, I know what, what I mean. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Like, I know what you mean. So I'm in New York without my people and then being stuck in the house, not being able to go outside. Like, I, like for me, I can't get sick. I, I mean, I can get sick, but I had lung cancer. I got diagnosed with adenocarcinoma when I was 21. And then, so I know I can't go out and fuck around with these people. I can't be out mm-hmm. there with everybody acting stupid. And that's why I've run at like 5 a.m. Or 11 p.m. Because nobody's out there. Mm-hmm. But being stuck somewhere when you're not... Like, I, like I'm not from here. It like really fucked with me. Like it, it was like I couldn't even travel. I couldn't even go home. I couldn't go see my sisters, I couldn't, like, that shit sucked. And Johan just, like, he looked at me one day, he was like, I don't know what you have to do, but something has to change. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm definitely going through it. And then I went back to Baltimore. I went to high school and college there, so... But uh, I'm not gonna say shout out to I'm not gonna say shout out to Johan for acknowledging that, but uh, I will give him his flowers in uh, saying, okay, well, the situation is not benefiting you right now. We need to get you back to where you can almost get a rejuvenation, a recharge. Yeah. No, and I heard it. How in are you? said it. Say it again? I heard it in his voice when he said it. Yeah. But having experience and being able to point this stuff out, uh, two things. One, how are you after your trip from Baltimore and coming back and things starting to open oh, up a little better. bit more? Way better. Way better. Way better. That's why I said Kanye needs to be around people like my friends that i went to high school and college with 
they love me regardless. And I think that's mm -hmm. something that a lot of people don't have that need it is people that love you regardless. It doesn't matter what the fuck happened. They love you anyways. Mm -hmm. And then, like, everybody laughs at me, like, because I always say I love you when I get off the phone. And everybody's like, that's weird. No, it's not. Like, you should be able to tell other people you love them. Like, that's not... It shouldn't be something that's bad when you get off the phone and you tell your friends you love them. Even if they're a girl, a guy, or whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I always tell my friends, I love you, be safe. Call me when you get home. Call, like, all, all that. I'll be that person. I always, I, it, in the, at first, it was uh, weird for me to say I love you to my friends, and now I just do it. And I can tell it's uncomfortable to them sometimes, but, like, the longer you know me and me saying I love you when I get off the phone, it's the same. Like, it was uncomfortable for me at first, but now I'm like, no, I don't care. You need to know that I love you regardless of where your stance is in my life, family, friend, whatever. Whatever. We get off the phone, I'm gonna be like, I love you. Like, just so you know, before we get off the phone, that's the energy that, that I'm on and that I want you to be on is, oh, hey, someone said they love me. Even if you don't take it right away, but it may register later, oh, well, He's saying I love you, or she's saying I love you every time I get off the phone. When you catch that all the way out in the outfield, you finally get it. <laughs> yeah. I but say it all the time. And my friends always laugh. And then now, now that I say it, they now say it to everybody else, too. So, like, it's like they got used to me saying it. They got used to saying it back to me. And now they're used to saying it to other people. And it's spreading. Yeah. Spread love. It's a Brooklyn way. I know you like what I did there. I know you like what I did there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I wanted to ask you, well, the Kanye thing. Um, he needs friends and family. He doesn't need this. I, I agree. He needs, like, they do need to, um, I want to say just love up on him, but him saying that they tried to come to the house with doctors and all that other stuff, granted, you have to be in a place to want help, but also can't feel like, uh, or you shouldn't have to feel like people are trying to sneak you into something, because that's one of the other things that struck me about this. I'm like, okay, well, I hate when the celebrities who are going through stuff, they're labeled crazy because, like, people may not be listening to what they're saying. I always said Kanye's message was always great. It was just how it came out that may have been like, ah, that needs a little work. And same with the, the Harriet Tugman comment, and it's the second time. That he's probably not even a second time. It's probably more than that. But him saying uh, Harry Tugman didn't free slaves. He just took them to work for other white people. But that's not what she did. It was at that point. Huh? That's not what she did, though. 
Like, every, every, I think everybody, everybody gets like, that, huh? I said everybody knows that, but Kanye. It feels it feels like. No, but people don't really realize all the shit Harriet Tubman did. She was one of the first people to resettle a camp in outside of D.C. for black enslaved people that escaped. She started bringing everybody to Canada just in case. And that's why Rochester, New York, on the border, is predominantly black. She did a lot of shit other than just free slaves. Like, but nobody knows this because they don't care. They, they're like, in their minds, Harriet Tubman took like 10 Negroes to a tunnel <laughs> in 18 something, and that was it. But she did a lot more than that. She went back to feed her whole what? family. I don't get for for someone whose mom was a teacher um, how you can be so disconnected. I'm going to say from African-American history, not American history, African-American history. How is it such a disconnect for someone whose mother was a teacher, who was an activist, who did all this other stuff? And the way he speaks makes it seem as if he's just, had blinders on his entire life and no one's had the conversation with him about African-American history. He, I don't understand how he me, got to this point where yeah. To me, it's different. Okay, so, you know, my mom is like Caucasian, like Irish and Portuguese, Caucasian, right? I'm waiting. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I know that. I thought you said you getting ready to say something. Okay. Else no, 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 no. Yeah. So, I'm with you. I'm when with I was you. little, my mom always tried to tell me I'm mixed. It never made sense to me because I'm not mixed with shit. I look black. <laughs> and race is a social construct. So, you are what you are. And I think Kanye has been trying, even though his mom is a teacher, I think he's been trying to not be black while being black. Yeah. Yeah. You think the approval of all the white people. Yep. Honestly, that's what I think it is. And it, it was never a question for me. Like, I, like, and my mom used to be like, you know, you're white, too. <laughs> I'm like, no. No, thank you. <laughs> That's not how this works. I, I barely talk to my mom. My mom is racist as fuck. I'm pretty sure you've probably seen some, like, of the text conversations that I posted uh, with her texting me. She doesn't even have my phone yeah. number. Like, I have to change my phone number every time she gets it. Because the only way she can... Because she always goes like, well, you're one of the good black people. Ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you talking yeah. to? Yeah. 
I was the first person in my family to graduate from college. Now I have a PhD. So I did the damn thing, but she accredits everything that I do to her genes. Despite the fact that my dad was the first black nuclear engineer in the Navy. Yeah, drop, come on now. Put it on the table, let them know. Like, Dundee, Mississippi, bitch. He did that. My dad, like, I remember, I remember I took, he got a computer, like, and then I took it apart and I put sticky notes with colors and letters and stuff like that. So I know how to put it back together. And he came in the room and he was like, like, and it was when he first got like an in-home computer. And then I took it apart and he walked in the room and he was like, I'm not going to yell at you. It looks like you have a system. It better work when you put it back together and walked out the room. <laughs> I didn't get yelled at. I didn't get spanked. I didn't nothing. And then I put it back together and it worked. So we were all good. That was like one of my first realized I was going to be an engineer. Like there was never a question. Everybody always goes, what do you want to be when you grow up? It was never a question for me. I always knew I was going to be a software engineer. We're going to talk about your software engineering uh, off the off the line. Me and you, we got some business we got to tend to. But that's off the line. I'm not going to put you out there like that. Because you're my people. And I love you. You're my people. <laughs> but did you have you seen... um? People saying if Britney Spears is locked up, why isn't Kanye? Have you, do you know what's going on with Britney Spears? Because it shocked me. I didn't know half the crap that she was going through. But I did see a couple of videos recently, and it looked like either she was drugged or she was on a hidden uh, TV show, like prank show, because it just didn't look like Britney. And then I read, like, uh, stuff that's actually going on with her. Do you, are you familiar with uh, what's happening with Britney Spears? Not at all. Well, let me enlighten you. Not that you care, but apparently she's got um, a lot happening with her dad and uh, management. And I'm going to give you the Cliff Notes version of it. Her dad has her under strict court-abided uh, procedure that says she basically can't do anything. I'm talking drive a car by herself, uh, spend her own money, um, be seen in public. Like, she needs his permission for everything. And only reason why he was able to do that was because of her uh, episodes in the past where she, you know, the infamous head-shaving uh taking the umbrella to the car, driving with her um, kid on her lap, like stuff like that. He was able to use against her to have a court-ordered sanction where she's pretty much locked down to her house. She can't post. She can't have any legal counsel that's not um, okayed by him. 
She can't have, like, social media. Everything has to be okayed by her dad. And they were saying she's pretty much in, um, been in and out of mental institutions. And people were wondering why Kanye was able to be free and Britney kind of trapped. And this whole Free Britney campaign uh, has been started. And every time it gets traction, her father's camp has, like, if it's social media or anything like that, they have it brought, taken down and um, have legal ramifications brought against Because she whoever... signed it for her dad to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And now she's trying to, I guess, um, I guess people are trying to bring light to it so that she can be free from her father's uh, grip, so to speak. But I just thought it was interesting because I never knew this was going on with Britney Spears. I just felt like, oh, well, she uh, not fell from grace and she just had a, a Vegas residency. But either way, she's allowed, she's get a, she gets a $1,500 weekly allowance, although she made $138 million, I want to say, in the past seven years. Annually, she was making $138 million. But she can't spend any of her money. Her father gets paid. She has to pay the legal fees for her father, which also mm-hmm. are the legal fees for herself. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I, I just brought it up because um, I thought it was interesting, the parallel with people saying, well, if Kanye's locked up, well, if Kanye's free and Britney's locked up, why can't Kanye get the same not no, but attention? I but- not- for somebody that deals with mental health is for somebody to control you. Yeah. So Brittany's not going to get better when they keep controlling her. Kanye clearly was looking for help. Like when Dave Chappelle went out to visit him, he gravitated towards the help. Like he gravitated so that means he wants it. But he already knows that everything else behind that, Kim, her mom, whatever, is not help. It's an yeah. image. And so he can't get better because they're not going to let him get better. He needs to be around family and friends until he feels safe and then... That's that's literally how mental illness works. Like, if I'm having an episode or whatever, I need to be around my family and friends. I need to feel safe. Mm-hmm. And then once I feel safe, I'm fine. That's it. And it's like that for everybody I know that has actually has it. There's a lot of people who be like, oh, I'm depressed. Like, shut the fuck up. You don't even know what that is. (laughs) I mean, like, Kanye can't get better because he's not surrounded by people that want him better. If he was around people, I mean, that's it. I told you, like, with John. Back in June, before I went to Baltimore, he was like, I don't know what this is, 
but you got to fix it. But I felt safe when he said that. And I mm. went back to Baltimore with my high school friends and college friends. And I got better. I want to ask you, because um, clearly you're, you're free in talking about um, the stuff that you've been through. But how, like, so you're, you're with Johan, right? How, how does your loved ones that may not be your friends and family from home, how, like, he saw, okay, something's wrong. There needs to be a change. How do, what would you recommend people in that instance where, look, we're trying to help, but we may not know, but we just know you're all, like, something's off. You're not how you usually are. How do we help get you to that safe space if you're saying, oh, well, I need to be around what's familiar for me to be safe? How do we, and I'm speaking we in terms of, like, people that maybe have friends or family and maybe dealing with something similar, how do we get you to that safe spot if that safe spot is so far away from where we are currently? Uh, well, I mean, my sisters tried. They uh, did video chats. They tried. Gotcha. But I couldn't I couldn't It's so crazy to explain when somebody, like, I've been diagnosed. So I, it's hard to explain because the feeling, everybody else is like, oh, you just get over it. Like, that's not how it works. I had to be in a place that I felt safe, that I was comfortable. And and Johan told me, and I love Johan enough to know that if he's upset, that I had to change something. Mm. Like, me and Johan broke up almost a year ago. We're still friends. Like, but he can tell. And his mom, his mom, when I went to Baltimore, his mom waited at the train station with me. Up until my train left. And then she put $400 in my fucking bag. Because <laughs> she didn't know if I had money or not, or like what was going on. But like, she, she knew that I wasn't feeling okay. Mm. And that, me and her talked about it. And she was like, I just don't want to see you cry anymore. You've been crying every day. And I was like, I don't know how to stop it. I I know what's wrong. I can't help it. That's the thing with Kanye. So everybody is sitting here judging Kanye. He's a fucking dick, yeah. But whatever's wrong with him is definitely wrong, and he doesn't have anybody to go to. His mom's dead. His dad was never there. Yeah. He doesn't have a family to go to. Like, me and Johan, we broke up, but his family's my family. 
I stay hanging out with his mom. Like, you can't have mental illness and be by yourself. That's not how, like, it's never going to work. Like, you have to have people that care, that sit there and tell you all the shit you don't want to hear to your face. But it has to come from somebody that loves you. Like, Johan, I know he loves me. He'll tell me. He'll definitely speak to me, tell me how it is, what's going on, like, if I'm different, whatever. Let me ask you this. How um, I'm not, and I want to preface this with a disclaimer and say, I'm not saying you and Kanye are the same. Please don't hear me say that. But how do people who are strong-willed, there you go, that's a good way to say it, strong-willed, how do you get someone who's strong-willed to, like you said, you have to tell them, it may be hard to tell them, but how do you get someone strong-willed to focus enough to what you're saying and be like, you need help. You're not okay right now. No, but that's one thing most people will say about me. I'm a whole dick and a half. I'm strong will. I I'm an actor. I, I was trying to find a nice way to say it. You didn't say it. I said it. Um, <laughs> but when people genuinely care about you, you listen. And I don't think he has, like, the reason that he was so pumped Dave Chappelle came out is because Dave cared. Dave dealt with his own demons or his own mental illness. So he felt a connection there. But it's, it's more like, if somebody cares about you, like, like, John, his mom, none of them would let anything bad happen to me. So when they tell me something, I listen. Mm. It may not be what I want to hear, but I listen because I know that they actually care about me. So that's why mm. they're saying So is that more an adjustment on your part to be able to uh, receive what they're saying? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I was like 15 when they figured out what's wrong with me. And then ever since then, I trust everybody that I trust. Mm. Like, if they say I'm off or I need to do something, I do it. I don't argue. I don't, because I know they care about me. And that's the thing. I don't think, like, for instance, Kanye, I don't think he has anybody in his house that genuinely cares about him. Like, that he can 
look left to right and be like, all right, all right, this is the thing I'm supposed to do. Now, I don't think he has that. I can't imagine that feeling. That's wild. Not in the sense of unbelievable, but it's wild to see. And perception is a hell of a thing. It's wild to see someone who may be surrounded by family not having family. Because that's the that's the perception they put off, is that it's the Kardashians, we've embraced him, we have our kids, blah, 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 blah. And what we've seen over the past week, two weeks, is that that may not be the case. That may all just be a facade, which is why him speaking out about Chris and Kim, yeah, that may be his truth. It's not an episode. That may be him genuinely saying, all right, I'm tired of the smoke and mirrors. Let's pull back the curtain and give y'all the real deal. We could have triggered an episode, too, realizing that he doesn't have anybody. Like, that's, like, number one trigger. Damn, damn, damn. I know. I I, I would normally play, like, a a happy song that, like, kind of (laughs) shifts the mood. You know what? Let's, let's, Let's see if I can find my happy... What were your other topics? <laughs> no, I I loved where we went. To be honest with you, I'm good with not really having um, uh, sticking to the script, so to speak. I I love where we went because I feel like uh, the conversation not only was necessary, but um, could help somebody else who may be going through the same thing. So I'm. I'm I'm not the person that has to, well, we have this and this topic and the B and the, we have to hit C, D, E. I'm good. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I appreciate you actually taking my call because, you know, it's a Saturday. But still. Where was that going? All right, well, so what was your next topic, though? It was nothing uh, too crazy. I was going to, because I felt like they all were uh, Sydney-related, I was going to do August Alcina Cliff Notes with his Entanglement song, but oh, you don't have Honestly, yeah. I mean, he was grown, but what Jada did was, like, low-key, like, pedophilia. A lot like, of people say it was predatory. It, it is. That I get it. Like a lot of guys, and that's why I think is guys don't understand that. Like my first boyfriend from high school, I'm not gonna say his name, but his first person he slept with was his cousin. And he was 14. No, no, he was like 11. And she was 21. 
But a lot of guys don't realize predatory behavior because they're like, oh, I got ass. I, like, I, I fucked somebody. Like, no. That should have never happened. And that's... And this is not this is not the first guy that I know that that happened to. What... When you I first lost your here, virginity, sorry. How? Was, go ahead. Yeah. No good. How old were you, and how old was she? I've always dated older women, so it was she was older than I was. Again. I don't know if that, changes anything, but yeah, she was older than I was. Again, I don't know a guy that lost their virginity to somebody their same age. It's always been the older woman. Bruh, <clears throat> that's rape. <laughs> and God, it's not an excuse. It's not an excuse. Don't. No. Throw that bitch away. <laughs> like yeah, we don't need yeah. a, we don't need an excuse to make trash human beings be okay. Like y'all shouldn't even feel like that. Yeah. Like that that you have to protect these women. No, they're fucking rapists, just like everybody else is a rapist. Okay, let's get rid of them. So they don't do it to somebody else. I'm not going to hold you. Um, this might be the first time that I've actually said this, and so why not? Um, when I was younger, I was in a situation where uh, an older woman, you could say, no, not you could say, it definitely was rape, thinking about it, but at the time I had no idea. Not talking about when I lost my virginity. I'm talking about before that. I had no idea that it was even um, a rape instance. But as I got older and kept thinking about that situation, I'm like, yeah, I definitely, that wasn't something that I asked for. It wasn't something that that, that I wanted. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a rapey, rapey, very rapey situation. And as guys... There's not that uh that space for guys to be like, hey, yeah, this happened. But we're all guys are taught to pretty much muffle your feelings, hide everything. It wasn't until I got older and started going to therapy and uh, getting in tune with stuff that I was like, oh, it's okay to talk about your feelings and not be uh, macho all the time, like. Part of being human is knowing, okay, well, I have this feeling. This is how it made me feel. And down the line, down the line, down the line, down the line. As opposed to, yeah, I'm a man's man. I don't, I, I don't talk about my feelings. I don't say I love you, all that stuff. Like, But people go to that. I mean, if you give my address. I'll fight her. 
<laughs> I can't say I'm above that. I really can't. <laughs> I know you, you. You're one of everybody needs a a, a, a Jess as a friend. Um, one who you can laugh and joke and talk with, but also you can have serious combos and that they want to see you succeed and will go to bat for you. I, I've said that since um, we we started talking. I'm like, at first, she's a really hard uh, Boston fan. Don't talk to her because she makes it. But then I got over that and was like, oh, she's a homie. That's why when you made that post about which side of me did you meet first, rude, nice, uh, like, I really all that other rude. stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm but that, not that's why, like, that's why we click. They say birds of a feather flock together. Like, you call yourself an asshole. You said that. I didn't say that. But I know that we click because I'm an asshole, too. So that's why, like, it's not taboo for you to go off on me on one minute and then be like, all right, but I love you still. Like, even even in that, it's like, yeah, you you know, all right. I guess I, I, guess I earned that tongue lashing, but also you can – they'll be like, it's okay. Mama no, baby. Mama no. Like, that's what I love about Pretty our much, relationship. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to keep you any longer on this podcast. We'll have talks outside of the podcast. But one thing I do for every guest before they leave is to get a, a, a show that they've been watching, a movie. You gave me two podcasts. Um, which I would love for you to repeat again, um, what you didn't learn in high school. What was Stuff the other you missed one? in history and behind the facts. Stuff you missed in history, behind the facts. And do you have a show for me? Because I can offer you something that I've been watching on Netflix. Um, I watched Cursed on Netflix. It's the Lady of the Lake Cursed. before Arthur. Okay. You said a TV show. Kurt, so. Kurt it's called Kurt. The movie is The Old Guard with uh, Shalice. Oh, Pitter I love old. that. I love that. Yeah. I hope yes. they do a second one. I want to see where they're going to take it because it's an interesting concept. Very interesting concept. I thank you so much for... Uh, Coming up here won't be your last time, so and I know you're a busy person, but we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to, we'll get to you being busy, making making room for little old me. I appreciate you. All right, love you. Be safe. I love you too. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>